Praise the Lord. Well, Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Just still enjoying in my spirit that wonderful service this morning and the 13 baptismal candidates. Just incredible, unbelievable stories and testimonies of lives that have been saved and brought to the Lord. While the Lord is the rock of our salvation, he wants to set our feet upon a solid rock. Let's begin with Mark chapter 12. Verse 1, then Jesus began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a place for the wine vat and built a tower. And he leased it out to vine dressers and went into a far country. Now at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that he might receive some of the fruit of the vineyard from the vine dressers. And they took Isaiah and beat him and they took Jeremiah and beat him and sent him away empty-handed and other righteous men and prophets and preachers. They took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again he sent them another servant and at him they threw stones, wounded him in the head and sent him away shamefully treated. And again he sent another and him they killed many others beating some and killing some therefore still having one son his beloved the father also sent them sent him to them last saying they will respect my son but those vine dressers said among themselves this is the heir come let us crucify him let us kill him and the inheritance will be ours so they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard. Therefore, what will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. Have you not even read this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Jesus, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone this was jehovah's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes hallelujah jesus summarized the tragic history of the old testament people of god by and large the nation that rejected the lord he sent them prophets and righteous men and priests and preachers and they rejected they couldn't be bothered to serve the Lord because they wanted to serve themselves. His ordinances became a burden. His statutes became an imposition. The service of the house of the Lord became a drudgery to them. God who was so for them, God who gave them promise after promise, if they would just cleave to him and follow him with all their hearts. He said, I'll bring you into rich fulfillment. I will give you this land of Canaan as an everlasting possession. Your enemies will have no power over you. I will protect you and watch over you and care for you. But they couldn't overcome themselves, overcome the worldliness in their hearts, overcome the flesh. They rejected the message of the Lord. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief 
cornerstone. Now, Proverbs 13, 15 says, Good understanding giveth favor. The understanding of the Lord, the wisdom of the Lord gives favor to a person. But the way of transgressors is hard. The way of transgressors is hard, the Bible says. Proverbs 14, 12, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The backslider in heart, the Bible says, shall be filled with the fruit of his own doings. The way of the transgressor is hard. The, de the devil offers big, promises big, but delivers little. The way of the transgressor is hard. The devil promises big, but delivers little. All he can offer are the pleasures of sin, the Bible says, for a season. A fun beginning, but it runs out. And it only lasts for a season, whether that season is two years or ten years or twenty years, or it seems some people even get away with the forty years, the majority of their lifetime. But the end thereof are the ways of death. The end thereof are the ways of death. The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, Zoe, and that they might have it more abundantly. The stone which the builders rejected. It's quite a thing to pass judgment on God's Son and say he's not worthy, and yet people are still doing it every day. Pass judgment on God's Son and say, He's not worthy of my time. He's not worthy of my church attendance. He's not worthy of my devotion, of my worship. Serving their own way, serving their own inclination of their heart. I mean, think about it. It is a heinous, it is a fearful and damning thing to actually set yourself above God and pass judgment on His Son. When the Father said, this is the chief cornerstone, this is the foundation for every person's life, this is the only rock on which a person can build to see them through life properly and through eternity. And yet many reject the Son of God and turn to their own way. Jesus said these words, fearful words. Luke 20, verses 17 to 18. <clears throat> then he looked at them and said, what then is that, this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Whoever falls on that stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Jesus said the Father laid a foundation stone. The Father put a person in the earth, his Son, those who stumble against that stone and fall will be broken. They will come to ruin. But that's not the worst of it. For in the day of judgment, that rock will fall on them and grind that person to powder. Acts chapter 4, verses 8 to 12. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel 
that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, nation of Israel, by and large, which has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's no other name, there's no other rock, there's no other foundation except Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now Mark chapter 12, 10 and 11 again. Have you not even read this scripture, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, the most important stone in the building, <clears throat> the stone that gives alignment to all the other stones? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. I thank God for that last phrase. Because though many have rejected and many will reject, yet for those of us who receive him, this is marvelous in our eyes. Our eyes are filled with marvel. Our hearts are filled with wonder at the stone that God laid in the earth that we could come out of darkness and build our lives properly. I tell this little story whenever I can. One of the ancient Pictish kings called an old missionary into his presence. He'd heard the gospel was proclaimed. He heard bits and pieces of the gospel. He said to this old missionary, what can I expect if I become a Christian? The old missionary said, you can expect, you will find wonder after wonder, and every one of them is true. Psalm 40, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord, a transformed life built on the rock Christ Jesus. 1 Samuel 2, 1-2, And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord. For there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. He's the rock of our salvation. 1 Peter 2, 7-9. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. He is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. My, we marvel at the gospel, how we rejoice in our salvation. 
We magnify the Lord who has brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We have understanding and revelation and the wisdom of the Lord. We see by the Spirit of God. We see by the Word of God as we make our way through this world. Our eyes are open to see the good things of God and the Holy Spirit is working in us to bring forth the promises and the blessing and the strength of God in our lives. This is marvelous in our eyes, thank God. Isaiah 28 and 16. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Therefore thus says the Lord God, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone. I want to touch on that phrase in the middle of that verse, a tried stone. The Father said Jesus Christ is a tried stone. You can put him to any test and he will not fail. He has been tested and tried and tempted in every point like we are, yet without sin. He is a tried stone. You can put him up against persecution, and he will not fail you. You can put him up against rejection in your life and loneliness, and he does not fail. You can put him up against worldliness, and he does not fail. You can put him up against immorality, and he does not fail. He's the rock of our salvation. He's our strength and our God. You can put him up against sorrow, deep sorrow, trial and tribulation, bereavement of heart. You can put him up against sorrow, and he does not fail. Sometimes when we're on the rock, we're blown about by storms and winds. And the pressure's there, and we wonder if we're going to survive, and our emotions and our mind is raging, and circumstances are heavy, and we wonder if we're going to be able to make it through. But when it all settles down, he's still there. And our lives are still standing on him. He's the rock of our salvation. He is a tried stone. He knows how to bring his people through every trial, every circumstance of life and keep them firm on the rock that he is, the rock of our salvation. Psalm 61 or 62 and verse 1 says, it should be 60, 62, 1 to 3, truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. The Lord, Scripture says as well that when we call on the Lord, that he will take us to the rock that is higher than we are. When our hearts are overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. He will not fail us. He is a sure foundation. And if we put our trust in him, he will hold us in every trial, every situation of life. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, 
And the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Yes, a life founded on the rock. Rain descends, floods come, winds blow and beat on the house. It did not fall, for it was founded on the rock, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, hears these sayings and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Let's not build our lives on sinking sand and shifting sand. What's the difference between the wise man and the foolish man? One word, obedience. Obedience. The foolish man sat in church services. He listened to Jesus' parables. He could tell you how you should worship and that you should tithe to the kingdom of God and that you should pray and you should guard your heart and have right relationships. The foolish man could tell you how to live. He had the answers. He had truth from God. But there was something missing, and that was obedience. And if we don't have obedience to the Word of God and the commandments of the Lord, it doesn't matter how much information we have. That information will not keep us. We need to have the obedience and the honor of the Lord in our hearts to follow it through, to work it out, to take action. That's the spirit of faith. Faith works. Faith labors. Faith is action. Faith moves according to the word and promise of God. So here we are tonight, again, building our house on the rock, Christ Jesus. Oh, it's a marvelous work the Lord is doing. He's brought us into marvelous light. We rejoice in his salvation. We know how to run to the rock that is higher than we are. So let God establish us. Let God establish us tonight. Maybe there's someone here tonight and you feel weak in your own self. You feel weak in your Christian life and you wonder if you can carry on and how you're going to make it through temptation and trial and worldliness and peer pressure and things that are about you. And there's even an overwhelming in your heart at times and in your mind, how can I possibly serve the Lord with strength? Jesus said to a young man, his name was Simon, Jesus said to him, you are Simon, but you shall be called Peter. I call you a rock, because you shall become a rock. And that word to Peter is a word, that word to Simon is a word to every one of us. For Simon was like a reed. And perhaps the Aramaic language for Simon conveys that imagery. Simon, that young man, was like a reed that vacillated. He would blow back and forth with the wind with the emotions of his life, with peer pressure, with circumstances. He would be blown about, but Jesus looked at him and said, you have that spirit in you now. You're still weak in faith, but I speak a word into you that you are going to become strong, and you're going to become steadfast, and you're going to be able to stand against the winds and the opinions of men and the spirit of the age. Jesus said, I declare you are Peter. You are a rock. And if you listen closely to the Holy Spirit, he'll give you a new name too. Whatever you are, whatever you've been, 
He says, I call you a rock. I call you strong. I call you steadfast in Christ. I call you stable in the kingdom of God. And so let's receive it in our lives and let the Holy Spirit work it out. I have two quick points tonight in closing. Number one, the Bible says whoever believes will not act hastily. Maybe we need this word tonight. Isaiah 28, 16, Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Perhaps we're too quick in our reaction to circumstances, to life, to people. Perhaps we're too quick in the family. Perhaps we're too hasty with our words. Let Jesus slow you down. Let Jesus slow me down. Because when we react in the flesh and get our mind and our emotions ahead of our spirit, we make mistakes. We get angry. We get frustrated. We get resentful. We get tossed about. But if we will just settle back, Jesus said, he who believes on me will not act hastily. He wants to put a calm spirit in us. He is of a sound mind. He is of a sure foundation. And as we go about our day, there's that temptation from time to time to react, to be too quick. But if we'll just settle back on the rock, he will teach us how to handle the situation and what words to say. Psalm 37, 1-8. Do not fret because of evildoers. Some Christians are acting hastily. They're all bent out of shape by evildoers. Politics. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Let Jesus slow us down. Whoever believes on him will not act hastily. We'll wait for the word of the Holy Spirit. We'll wait for his answer on how to deal with things, what to say and what to speak and what to do. Number two, whoever believes will by no means be put to shame. 
Or other translations say, whoever believes will by no means be disappointed. A life that is not disappointed. That's what God offers to us. Once we get our life on the rock, Christ Jesus, whoever believes will by no means be put to shame. 1 Peter 2, verse 4. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Think of it. The prospect of a life that is unashamed as we walk with God. A life that is true, a life that is sure, a life that has fulfillment in it, a life though tested and tried, even by fire, will not have shame in it because that life is lived to the glory of God. That's what God offers us in Jesus Christ, that the moment we become a new creation, the moment we're saved, we can walk out that kind of a life. A life unashamed because we've walked with God and we've handled trial and adversity and success and prosperity in a proper manner. Now ultimately, we will stand unashamed, faultless before the throne of glory when we stand before our Lord and Savior who bought us with his precious blood. Ultimately, this verse is true of every true Christian, every believer. We will stand unashamed before the Lord because of his work in our life. The one who began a good work in us will finish it until the day of Christ, until the day Christ returns. Well, there's something else here tonight. A life unashamed. How about a life lived this side of eternity in purity and honor and respect and reverence of the Lord? A life that is pure and holy. A life that is surrendered, lovingly surrendered to the Lord so that the Holy Spirit can guide us in a way that's proper and right. Perhaps many of us, we look back on our life and there's some shame over things. And if we could, we'd go back and do things differently. This instance that instance, this situation. To live a life that is clean and holy before the Lord. To live a life that is where the heart is not condemned because of sinful action and deliberate sin in the life of a Christian. Now we all deal with the warfare of the flesh, but you know what I'm talking about. Deliberate acts of sin that bring shame to our life and cause hardship in our spirit. The Lord wants to give us a life unashamed before him. Joseph in the Bible, a life unashamed. In every temptation and every trial that he faced, he put his trust in God, and he was tested and tried more severely than anybody in this auditorium tonight. He put his trust in God. 
He came through trial. He was tested by immorality. Potiphar's wife, in secret, nobody would have known, pressed him, urged him for sexual misconduct. He said, how can I do this wickedness and sin against my God? He went through prison. He went through accusation. He went through rejection. It seemed like the promises of God on his life would never come to pass. The Bible says the word of the Lord tested him. He was bound in fetters of iron. His soul came into iron, wondering how the blessing of God would ever prosper in his life. He stayed true to God. He lived a life unashamed. There's not one record of any blemish in the life of Joseph. What a way to live before God. Daniel in the Bible grew up as a young man in the kingdom of Judah, served the Lord, taken into Babylon. He purposed in his heart he would not defile himself with the world. There's no record of stain. There's no blemish against Daniel in the word of God. He lived his entire life in honor and purity before the Lord. Oh, how that must feel to honor the Lord so beautifully, to honor the Lord in your life to come through childhood and teenage years and into adulthood and have served the Lord with a pure and loving and surrendered heart, a life unashamed. Hallelujah. A life unashamed. Young Samuel grew up in the house of the Lord, dedicated from his mother's womb to serve the Lord, a life unashamed. John the Baptist, filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb, he leaped in his mother's womb when the word of the Lord came to her. A life unashamed, no blot, no stain, no transgression upon him. But for all of us, whoever we are and wherever we are, we can walk right now into the future with God and live a life unashamed, and serve and glorify and honor the Lord in everything we do. Live a life well-pleasing in his sight. Let's have the worship team come. Let's close with Psalm 18, 1 to 3. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. And verse 46, the Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. Hallelujah. He's the rock of our salvation. No other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Stone rejected by so many. So many stumble over Christ and fall on the rock and they're broken and come to ruin. But to those of us who believe, he is precious. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. And we will ever show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. Hallelujah. Let's stand together tonight.
put your trust in the Lord. He will not fail. He will not fail. He is a tried stone. He has been tested. He can handle whatever we're facing. He will keep us on the solid rock. He will lift us up. He will bear us up in his arms. He will strengthen us by his word. Put your trust in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord tonight for whatever situation, whatever circumstance, life itself, the demands of life. Build our lives on the rock, Christ Jesus. Young person and children in the house, Oh, to have a testimony that you grew up in the house of the Lord in the presence of God. You kept yourself pure and righteous and you saved yourself for the Lord and for his work. Such a testimony of the grace of God. So, Lord, we thank you tonight, Lord, that we are in you and you've washed away our sins and you've made us new creations in Christ. And, Lord, it's our desire. We say with the psalmist, I will love you, O oh Lord, my strength. You alone are my rock and I am my salvation. I will build my life on you. Strengthen me. Take the Simon nature out of me. Build the rock nature. Build the Peter nature into me, O oh Lord. That I can stand in the fulfillment of your word in my life. Because I don't want to miss a thing of all you have for me. And everyone said amen to that. Hallelujah.